0: To Impact Sports Daily, WBN's daily rundown of all things sports. Welcome back to Im- Impact Sports Daily. It is Thursday, February fifteenth, twenty twenty-four. I am your host, Jack David, alongside my co-host and good friend Matt Corey. Hi, how you doing, Matt?
1: I'm doing good. I'm ready to get into, there's a lot to talk about today. A lot to talk about
0: from the last day or two of sports. Uh, So, let's, you know, let's get right into it. So, first we got to talk about MSU's win over Penn State last night. They won by 82-72, and it was spearheaded by Malik Hall's career performance. 29 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists. What a game for Malik Hall.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's just been playing... Very well, pretty much all season long, aside from a couple of games. He's really been a difference maker for this team. This team is a lot better when he's playing well. And, you know, he's had some downs last season. He was very uh, inconsistent with his play throughout the year. This year, he kind of started off a little rough, and then he kind of uh, has been on the incline all season long, all the way up to yesterday where he had probably his best game of the season. Probably his best game of his career.
0: I think, I mean, he he had his most points. I think statistically it's one of his best or if not the best and just based off play. I mean, it was, it was a great game for Malik. And like you said, he, he had a rough start to the season. That is true. But since he's, he's got it on, he's been pretty consistent throughout most of the season as this number one, two, and some weeks, some games, the number one option for this team, uh, he's really taken a great step forward. Along with that, um uh, Jay, Jay Nakins had 20 points, 3 re- rebounds and 1 assist. He had 16 in the first half which uh, included about a minute to a minute and a half stretch where he had about th- three threes for the for the Spartans. So that was that was great to see. AJ Hogard, 4 points, 1 rebound, 5 assists. Carson Cooper, uh, I believe he tied his career high with uh, 10 points, four rebounds, and one assist. He had about, uh, I think, six or eight of those within like the first couple of minutes that he was subbed in. So he, he got those all pretty quick. And yeah. then Tyson Walker, six points, six rebounds, one assist.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the two guys that everyone kind of looks at on this team so far has been Tyson and AJ. That was kind of the preseason, these are your guys. And they had... A, relatively quiet games. I mean, 10 combined points, but the rest of the team kind of rallied and really kind of pushed off of last week's game against, or not last week, uh, the last game against Illinois when they took them down at home, a top 10 team, and they kind of just rolled that momentum into this game. So this team is kind of, seems like they're hitting their stride, but there's been a couple times this year where we thought they were hitting their stride and then they lost to Minnesota For right sure. before this Illinois win. Mm-hmm. And then. And obviously, I mean this Penn State team is not great. That that loss put them a game under five hundred, six and eight in conference. But it is a home home game for Penn State. It is an away game for Michigan State in the Big Ten, which is always hard to win this they year. Are, it seems like doesn't matter how you, how good you
0: are if you are going to a Big Ten game. It is
1: going to be a challenge to win. It always is. But uh, speaking of important away games in the Big Ten, Michigan State's win against Maryland a little while ago. Uh, Maryland, after their win against Iowa yesterday, moved up to the top 75 in the net rankings, which qualified them as a quad one win, I believe. So now Michigan State has a fourth quad one win and a third quad two win so it's um the tournament that's great to add to
0: their their resume heading out to the tournament they like you mentioned um you hope that they're hitting their stride right now they've been they're in right now if you look at uh bracketologies they're in about that eight to seven range mm-hmm. they were in the 10 range about a week or two ago so they've they've risen and you have to think back to last year when they were the seven and they beat marquette i saw a tweet made a lot of noise yeah. yes made a lot of noise i saw i saw a tweet saying where msu once again might be The seventh seed that no one wants to play, the no two seed wants to play. And we very well may get a rematch of MSU Marquette this year in in the tournament. So we'll have to see how that goes. But for this MSU team, this was a much needed win. Uh, If we look ahead to their next game, it is on Saturday at Michigan. Another Big Ten away game, and this time a huge rivalry. It's going to be a close one for sure. Do not
1: look ahead. 100%. um, Do not not look ahead please don't look ahead. I mean, I know this Michigan team has been just like absolutely terrible this year all overall, but it is a, again, a game at Chrysler against your arch rival who wants to beat you on any day that they see you for sure. So this team, I mean, Michigan state just kind of has to keep the ball rolling here. Uh, they're getting a lot of different guys involved these past few games. Uh, uh, Xavier Booker was the... Well, yeah, uh, yeah we, he got,
0: we didn't even mention from him from last night he had five points in his
1: uh, small
0: four-minute uh, span. Yeah, the game. so
1: you got to hope that he keeps uh, ascending and all these other players keep going up and up. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, uh, Tyson and Hogard didn't have their greatest games, but the team still pretty much dominated start to finish against this Penn State team, so... yeah. Uh, Michigan's going to be a big one, and then you go on and you play Iowa at home, Ohio State at home. Then you got to go to Mackey and play Purdue. That one, at this point, if you look at the past for
0: Michigan State, Nine. they have lost to worse, worse Purdue teams, and they were a much better MSU team than this iteration of this MSU team. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see, but you know, I, I think. A lot of MSU people are pretty hesitant about what they can do at Mackey, but then
1: after that, I believe North- after that's a big game against Northwestern. Northwestern. And when you finish the season at Indiana, which is despite Indiana's struggles, is a tough game. Regardless, it's hard. It's hard. It's always ever
0: hard to play there for sure.
1: But uh, speaking of Northwestern, I mean they are just one barely ahead of them at eight and five in the Big Ten. Michigan State sits at eight and six. Michigan State trying to squeak into that four spot. I brought up their next games because a lot of them are winnable. I mean, Mackey, mm-hmm. you kind of have to account for that being a besides the loss game, unless a miracle happens. Besides, besides the game that, at Mackey, they should be favored
0: in the rest of the games for the season. They should be.
1: Yeah, so they do play Northwestern towards the end of the season, and they are fighting for that fourth spot. You want that double buy in the Big Ten tournament. 100%. Um. Yeah, so they but they have work to do ahead of them. I mean, this team, they do look a lot better than they have especially at the beginning of the year, but there's still some games left for them to either rise or fall. We're, right. I mean, we're going to see what this team's made of especially coming into the end of this season. It's going to be a interesting. Interest, it'll be an interesting ride, interesting
0: end to this what has been a roller coaster of a season yeah, for Yeah, but these if
1: all Spartans. goes well, I mean, We'll see what they can do. Uh, this team one day looks like they can make a run to like the Elite Eight at least. In other games, they look like they could lose. And the, that's what's so dangerous
0: about them, and that's why teams aren't going to want to play this team in any tournaments because you don't know what MSU team you're getting.
1: Yeah, I mean, the center play has been pretty poor for them for the most part this year. The entire season, yeah. Um, None of them really seem to be able to figure it out. Completely on offense and defense, but once you get into March, it's more guard, guard, guard yes. play, and we have some good, you know, guard play. You know, Hogard can turn it up. You know, Tyson can turn it up. You know, all those guys can can make shots. They have ability to make shots. It's just a matter of who's gonna show up and do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be, uh, very. Yeah. It'll be a uh, fun, stressful. yeah, stressful,
0: fun into the season. We'll see how they can finish out. Another uh, basketball team on campus that is playing Michigan this weekend is the women's basketball team. We can Oops. touch on their last game against Ohio State. They lost by fifteen to Ohio State. They hosted Ohio State last Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, and they lost by fifteen. Um, and we were we were talking about this earlier about this team. They are. I wouldn't say similar to the men's team, but they're definitely you definitely don't want to play this team because of how fast paced they they play. But they are still looking for that signature win on the season. They've lost to Ohio State twice. Obviously had the buzzer beater against um, Iowa. They lost to Creighton early on in the year. Um, So this team is just right on that bubble for the tournament. So it'll be interesting to see how they uh, finish up the season.
1: Yeah, I mean this team has been. They, they sit at I believe seventeen and seven, and um, looking at their Big Ten record right here, they're seven and six. They're setting, you know, kind of towards that upper middle part of the Big Ten. But you look at the top dogs in the Big Ten. I mean, it's number two in the country now, Ohio State Buckeyes, who just beat them. Uh, they could have beat them by like thirty points mm-hmm. if they wanted to. If they didn't put in their, um bench players towards the end of the game Michigan State kind of went on a little run to make it seem a little respectable uh and then in second place you got the 14th in the country the Hoosiers and then obviously Caitlin Clark led Iowa Hawkeyes at number four in the country so this is a pretty stacked um you know upper tier of Big Ten teams and Michigan State's kind of on that brink where they're setting right they're right below It's almost like they're the best Nebraska. in Nebraska. Yeah, it feels like that. I mean, they're right below Nebraska. They're close. Michigan's right behind them. So that's going to be a big game for them uh coming up on Sunday. Sorry.
0: Uh yes, they play yeah, okay. Sunday at 12, which will be mere hours after that men's basketball game, game finishes. So
1: Yeah, so it's going to be a lot of
0: Michigan basketball action on campus this
1: this weekend. It should be interesting to see how this the women's team kind of uh finishes off this season because they have I'd say five winnable games left. For sure. I mean, they play Michigan on the road. It's going to be a tough game. They're pretty similar teams as far as yeah. structure and performance this season. Then you got to play an 11 and 13 Purdue at Purdue. Eight and nineteen Rutgers at home, eleven and twelve Illinois at home. Then you wrap up the season against an eleven and twelve Wisconsin on the road. Those are all winnable games, but back to what you said earlier about they just don't have that real signature win yet. I mean, they lost to Indiana, they lost to Ohio State two times, they lost to Creighton, who's ranked twentieth in the country, and they just for lack of a better term, got boat raced by Ohio State mm-hmm. on Sunday. So it's gonna be interesting to see because they are 17 and seven. It's not like they're a bad team. They no. are a good team, but they're not quite in that upper, you know, tier yet, which I mean there's still we still got five games to you know yeah. prove otherwise. And then the Big Ten tournament's gonna be big for them. If, yeah. You know, especially if they're kinda on the bubble there at that point, for depending sure. how these next few games pan out. Um but, I mean, they can, they can win some games in the tournament, I feel like. I, like, the first time they played Ohio State, it was a four-point game or something mm-hmm. along was, those lines. Yeah. It was a close game. And, obviously, the buzzer beater, Caitlin Clark, that's a close game. Uh, they lost to the Hoosiers by three. So, it's like they're right there. They, they, they've they just, been right there this entire
0: year. They're close,
1: but they just don't
0: have that signature win yet. They keep losing close besides this past Ohio State game they keep losing close to these good teams this is a good team but they just don't really have that big win to show for it so I guess I mean you look at these next uh this five game stretch coming up if you want a signature win I would think if you walk into Michigan and that could be, that'll and, be a big win for them could be and if you beat them convincingly mm-hmm. that is I think Maybe not your signature win, but that's a win that you desperately need to get this team going because the four games after that, they're going to be favored in all those games. Yep. So you can hope that they can have a great end to the season, get into the Big Ten tournament, maybe make some noise there, and see what maybe they can do if they make the the big tournament as, and after that. So yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see how this wins basketball team uh, finish out the season. Just like the men's team, nobody's going to want to play them because of how they play. But yeah, we'll see. We'll have we'll have to see. We will have to see. Uh, heading real quick before we get off college basketball, we know we want to get over back to the men's side, and we just want to have a little shout out oh, to yeah. the Detroit yes. Mercy. The Detroit Mercy basketball team got their first win in the entire season. Is last night was their twenty seventh game and their first win of the season, but it couldn't be more sweeter. They beat IUPUI, Indiana University, Purdue University of Indianapolis. That is what that stands for. A lot of words in that one. Yes, kind of a mouthful. But (laughs) anyways, they were favored by six and a half going into this game. This is – if you look at advanced metrics, i.e. Ken Palm, they are – before the game, were ranked higher than IUPUI. Yeah,
1: they were but, ranked like five or six spots ahead yes. of us too.
0: And IUPUI, I'm not sure how many wins they have on the season. I, I can't big be six
1: or seven around there. Like,
0: so, I guess this wasn't much of a surprise. But we have to give the shout out to the Michigan team getting their first win. Yes. How wild would that be? If imagine a Michigan State team that got their first win in February. Uh, how loud? How crazy it would be on? Well, I actually I don't even think it would be that crazy because at this point of the season, the I think people sad people would just be numb. Be like, okay, um, yeah, we lost
1: again. But uh, also, quick shout out to the one person that stormed the court post game. Yes, it was quite the sight to see the video of him just running onto the floor with his Listen, arms. Listen, I, I don't blame. Him. I'm sure he is a massive Detroit Mercy fan, a, a
0: massive Antoine Davis fan, and this was. One of the best days of uh, at least his year so far. Yeah, I mean, Man, I feel great
1: for him. I, we we would be on the court if we were at that. Yes, we would definitely we would join be, him. There would be three people storming.
0: Yeah. So shout out to him. Shout out to Detroit Mercy. Uh, maybe they can get their their second one. I, I don't know who they play. Uh, yeah. After. Why not?
1: Why not win the their tournament? What if we win out, huh? Yeah. What if they make
0: the tournament with one win? <laughs> It would have to be, how many wins would they? have? They would have to be like three or four. Um, uh, but yeah, I there is a there is a path, there is a path <laughs> for them to make it. There is a path. So
1: why not us?
0: You know, keep your eye on this Detroit Mercy team. They could be they, they could something could be up with this Detroit Mercy team. Key win right there. It really is. Um, all right, all that's it for uh, college basketball. Uh, On to professional basketball, we want to mention uh, last night before the game, the Pistons uh, took on the Suns. They lost by 16, but that really wasn't the big story of that game. Hours before in the parking lot of that game, Isaiah Stewart uh, struck Drew Eubanks, uh, which I believe he's a forward slash center for the Suns, uh, struck him in the face and got arrested. They got into an argument pregame, and... Things escalated. Isaiah Stewart gets arrested. I have a question for you, Matt. Can do you think Isaiah Stewart has much longer on this Pistons thing
1: I mean, I wanted him gone. Like, I wanted him gone a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, this isn't the, this isn't the first or second or maybe even like third incident where he's done something just with a hothead. I yes. mean, we all saw the video of him just bull rushing. Everybody LeBron remembers James that. And having yeah. to be like restricted by the entire team from like killing LeBron James. It, at this point, he's just a liability more than anything. I mean, his numbers are not really worth keeping him on. His
0: play on court does not. It.
1: it I mean, nothing constitutes exactly. his other antics that he does, but if you want to go in that route, you know, the kind of Draymond Green type of route, but like, yeah, he's a kind of a dirty player, but you look at, you know, he's his impact on the Warriors and stuff, but th- he is not that. He's He is a liability for this team that is already just has no anything to him. They're just, you know, the worst team, this team I've ever seen. Eight and, I believe, 46. 46. Yep.
0: Um, if there was anything this team didn't need, it was a liability like Isaiah Stewart and what he's been doing. It's different with Draymond because he brings like immense value to that Warriors team. Isaiah Stewart does not. So I think for the Pistons heading forward, you have to just have to let him go because he obviously has his own problems that he needs to get solved. He's a talented player. He's an NBA player. He's an NBA caliber player. He's not a big impact guy, but he deserves to be on a roster, but not when he's doing these crazy things like bull rushing LeBron James or punching Drew Eubanks. It's a rough look. So if I were the Pistons, I would definitely get rid of him. Looking on to some other uh, basketball games from last night, obviously we mentioned the Pistons lost by 16. The Celtics won by 50, 5 over the Brooklyn Nets. I and mean, it's
1: hard to say that they're not going to win the title this year. Yeah, they
0: are definitely one of the favorites across the entire league. One Best of,
1: team in the NBA and in a season where it's kind of been a weird season for playoff caliber teams right now. I mean, you look at the Western Conference leaders. Timberwolves and the Thunder. Tims, young Thunders, teams. Clippers, Nuggets, in that order. Suns, Pelicans. A lot of young teams in the Western Conference. You go to the Eastern Conference. The Cavs have been sneaky, very sneaky good this year. Not even sneaky anymore. They've they just, just been good. good. Uh, the People Bucks, know about them. The Bucks are out of contention with the hiring of Doc Rivers. Just kidding. That was a joke, but... um. <laughs> Well actually, might not actually well actually we'll have might, to see. Might we'll not have to see. Joke. We'll see. But I mean, obviously they can win it, but Doc Rivers has a pretty rough uh, track record in that regard. But anyway, you look at the 76ers, they have Embiid got hurt. Um not quite sure how long he'll be out. I don't think it's, I don't think they know yet. No, it's
0: it was a pretty unknown with exactly the that timeline. But when you talk about this maybe being Boston's year it really feels like if they're going to win a championship it's going to be this it year it has to be cuz yeah. you have the the Cavs who are who are sneaky good but that's a pretty young at least inexperienced team when it comes to the playoffs besides Donovan Mitchell there maybe there's like a round of the playoffs like experience for a lot of those guys on that mm. team uh Milwaukee you always have to worry about but with the Doc Rivers thing i mean we're joking about it but Doc Rivers doesn't win in the playoffs you so also-
1: as soon as he got there, they kind of started to struggle right off yeah, the bat, which yeah. was a little concerning. But That whole
0: coaching situation where they fired um, – do you remember his name? Their uh, past coach they fired this year. Well, they, they should, should know their name. Yeah. They fired. They, right. they fired a coach, and they brought in Doc Rivers. That whole situation was very weird. So there's kind of this weird aura and weird vibe around Milwaukee right now. Uh, and You look at some other East teams. I mean, the Knicks, uh, the Knicks have been really good, but I believe OG – Ananubi is hurt right now. So we'll have to see how that goes. Um, I could be wrong. but And then the Sixers with the whole Embiid thing, you, you don't know about that. Pacers, Heat, Magic, I don't think they have any worries. And then you go over to the Western side, it's a bunch of young teams besides the Clippers and, and the Nuggets and the Suns. But uh, the top two teams are young teams. So if they can go through the Eastern Conference and maybe get one of these uh, Thunder in the, in the uh, Finals, it will be looking pretty good for them, I think. Definitely, when we get into late March, early April, right before the playoffs has started to get going, I think they're probably going to be everyone's pick or most people's pick for the finals. I think they would be mine for right now, for sure.
1: Yeah, that Western Conference is definitely interesting. I mean, you look at it's a lot of young teams, but then the Clippers are just like red hot right now. Yeah, I mean, they're, the, the Clippers like are they're dangerous at the right time. And then you look at Denver, obviously, uh, always a threat. You know.
0: Jokic, Jamal Murray.
1: Just their MPJ. past championship. Phoenix Suns are there. Pelicans have been good. Yeah, um, but
0: they don't really have that, like. But none of
1: these star. teams really. Really, I think your biggest threat if you're Boston would either be the Nuggets and maybe the Clippers.
0: Yeah. And that's in the entire
1: league. I, I would also throw uh, Milwaukee
0: in there, but. That's if Doc Rivers can coach a playoff game. So we'll yeah. we'll, we'll have to let the we'll have to see. And for then them.
1: you look at the Seventy Sixers. I mean, they've lost uh, seven of their last ten games, which is not shows the impact ideal. of Embiid yeah. for sure. Well, meanwhile, Boston has won eight of their last ten. Cleveland has lost nine or not lost. Sorry, one nine of their last ten games, which is impressive. Yeah, uh, the Bucks have lost four of their or no. Sorry, bu- six of their last ten games,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is kind of concerning for sure. Um, I don't know; it's going to be interesting. I mean, it's heating up now. Um, speaking of heating up, I mean Miami Heat are knocking right on the door. I think that they're kind of a sneaky team too. That can this can is be feisty sometimes. Very I mean, similar Heat to that always... situation
0: they had last year, because they were people. I people may forget they were an eight C last year, and then they ran all the way to the finals so you, and
1: then there's the orlando magic
0: play the mat play the music play that music
1: orlando magic it's great it's we great. can't
0: because i'm sure that's copyrighted but
1: yeah.
0: it, it's playing in every, every, all the listeners heads everybody loves that song but
1: <laughs> but it's gonna yeah it's gonna be interesting though
0: it'll be a fun really interesting uh 2024 nba playoffs for sure um moving on from that something both me and matt really want to get into start talking about uh, since we are both on the beat for it, uh, Spartan baseball. We're both excited for that. They, uh, have their first game tomorrow against, uh, Mary Mack. I believe the game is in Florida. Uh, yep. Yeah. So it's in Florida. Uh, and at noon, it is at noon. It'll kick off a, what should be a really exciting, fun season for this baseball team. So yeah. Uh, what are you looking out for this year, Matt?
1: Um, Last year was very a uh, tale of two halves of the season. It felt like I felt like Michigan State was really kind of on the up and up at the beginning of the year. They had a lot of batting talent. The pitching was a little inconsistent, but it was good for the most part. but then they kind of had a little late season collapse where they were uh right there at the top of the big ten. I think they peaked at second place if I can remember correctly. I believe you're right, yes um. And then they lost like four games in a row or something along those lines, and they just kind of fell all the way down to like seventh in the Big Ten or somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of disappointing. They won one game in the Big Ten tournament, didn't, you know, really do much postseason at all, which was a little disappointing ending to what seemed like a promising season. But mm-hmm. they've got a lot of talent coming in, but they also got a talent a lot of talent that left. Uh, from the likes of probably a hitter that bat, I believe he had a perfectly 400 season in Brock Vradenberg batting. Um, he was just a big guy, big power threat that kind of helped the team's offense just all around. He got signed somewhere. Uh, mm-hmm. Trent Farquhar is another good fielder, good Uh, contact hitter he's also gone a lot of a lot of those guys are gone that kind of made that team have the type of uh had the highs that they had last season so it's going to be interesting this year to see how they kind of can come back from that and see uh this new look team for the most part see how they play with uh
0: all of the uh, losses that they have have had over the season do you want to give a shout out to uh, three players that were on the preseason watch list? Uh, first, you had pitcher. Um, oh, um, so I, I'm I'm blanking on the
1: name. Oh yeah, I'm that's, looking that's at something. the preseason honor list here. It's senior pitcher Nick Powers. Nick he Bowers. had a kind of a. I mean, his season last year was kind of indicative of how Michigan State's season went. He Mm -hmm. was kind of up and down. You saw some really good games. He had a six-strikeout performance in in April against uh, Northwestern. I was there covering that. It was a pretty... So you saw the potential that he has. He can pitch well, but he's also had some games where he struggled a bit. Um, But he's going to be someone to look out to. He's a Senior this year, this is going to be a big year for him. I mean, just aside from playing, being a senior pitcher, a leader on a college baseball team is always big. Um, mm-hmm. But then you also look at uh, some of the other
0: players that you another, were looking at earlier. Yeah, another senior that is also on the list, senior outfielder Jack Frank. Yep. We we mentioned up a lot. We mentioned the the bats that they lost last year. Um, so, this MSU team, when it comes to at least talking about talking about bats, they have to look towards you know a Jack Frank who has the last two years hit right around three hundred, had sixteen home runs, but uh, over the last two years he had seven last year and then nine the nine the year before. Then so it's yeah definitely going to be uh, interesting to see how he plays. This team really needs him to you know step it up and fill the spots of some of the guys that they have lost
1: yeah it's definitely going to be interesting i mean there's definitely going to be highs and some frustrating lows this year it feels like but hopefully the you know the highs outweigh the lows Yeah, you know, as as most people would hope for sure but it's definitely going to be an interesting it'll be an interesting
0: really fun season i'm excited to cover it with you yeah. uh so yeah well just have to see how that goes. Hope for the best with them. Uh, so a couple more things we want to get into. Uh, as you know, uh, I am a huge Steelers fan, and there's been some rumblings. There's been some news about a possible
1: new quarterback maybe going to the Steelers, Matt? Yeah, so an interesting little development that I've seen um, via X, formerly Twitter. Um, So... Justin Fields, Chicago Bears quarterback, that has a lot of question marks around him, opened up as a plus five fifty odds to go to Jack's Pittsburgh Steelers. He is currently, as of yesterday, I'm not. I believe really as of this sure recording, I believe he's it's still at this line minus one twenty five to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jack, what are some of your thoughts on that? Because. Interesting little development going on. Yeah,
0: there. this is pretty interesting. I don't find it surprising knowing how Mike Tomlin views Justin Fields. I knew early on in the season, I don't think I really said anything about it because I didn't want to be like that crazy, but I was, I knew Mike Tomlin likes Justin Fields, and mm-hmm. everyone has been projecting the Bears to pick Caleb Williams, which I think that's when everyone is going to expect. We still have a couple months before the draft, but. Uh, barring an injury or something non football related, I don't expect Caleb not to go one. So they're definitely gonna have to move fields. So it's not surprising to me that he is a heavy favorite to the Steelers. Well, maybe it's surprised me that he's like this bit much of a favorite, but
1: like the betting odds favorite? yeah,
0: which is definitely weird. And then uh, along with that, he also uh, Russell Wilson is also plus a hundred. so it's not minus money, but still. Pretty close there. So how do I feel about possibly having Justin Fields on this team? Well, I will name off the offense when, uh, when it comes to the positional players, what the Steelers would look like with Justin Fields. It would be Justin Fields, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Calvin Austin, probably another receiver either signed or drafted. I assume A-Rob will not be back. Pat Frymuth, Darnell Washington, MSU legend, Connor Hayward.
1: That's a lot of young talent there.
0: A lot of young talent, a lot of exciting talent. So, and especially with uh, first year, at least for the Steelers, first year O.C., Arthur Smith. It would be a really interesting, but hopefully really fun with a team with a lot of upside on offense, and a lot of that upside is brought in by Justin Fields, so yeah, it'll be really inter- interesting to see how this goes. I would be open to it. I'm open to any new quarterback, not named Kenny Pickett or Mason Rudolph. You know, all respect to Mason Rudolph. He had a good end of the season, but I don't think he's our guy. And then Kenny Pickett, I don't know what to say about Kenny yeah, Pickett, really. A little disappointing. I, I wasn't thrilled when we drafted him, but it was like, I made myself believe that I was like, oh, this is. This, this is a talented guy that's going to come in and he's going to you know he's going to be he's going to be good he's going to be good and he was he was all right and then he has really
1: he just he just isn't the guy
0: so especially I, oh go
1: oh no i was just going to say um this kind of begs the question so two of the higher favorites for you guys to land at a quarterback are Russ Wilson and Justin Fields so which one do you think would you rather have on the team i mean you look at Russ, he had a much better second season at Denver than his first one. It kinda mm-hmm. he just wasn't really wanted there, unfortunately. But um maybe that change of scenery under some, you know, new coaches that want him to be their quarterback, it feels like. Uh it feels like he still can play some decent quarterback play. I mean, he's got some gas left in the tank, so would you rather have a vet like him? At the helm of your offense, or would you rather have a kind of dice roll of a quarterback like Justin Fields who can either come out under this new regime and be better or be the Justin Fields that we've seen the past few years in Chicago. Yeah. Just kind of a interesting little he's, thing to think
0: about. He's been in he's been an up and down player pretty much his entire career. Some some plays it looks like, oh, this kid is you know, has Maybe like MVP type of guy, and then other place. Just like that's not what an NFL quarterback does. But between the two, I would definitely pick Russ because I don't think this roster is that far away from being like a serious contender. People may forget, I I don't, I never do. Uh, before Pickett got hurt in the Cardinals game, I believe they were seven and four, and they had the Cardinals and the Patriots coming up. They were, and I remember I remember vividly we were talking about this on the NFL, Impact's NFL podcast, The Pylon, shout out. Shout out. We were talking about how if we played the cards right, we being the Steelers, if we played the cards right, the Steelers could maybe, you know, if they could maybe also get a little lucky, be the one seed in the AFC. If a couple things fell their way. Yeah, there was non-zero the,
1: chance right there, Yeah,
0: yeah. So it's not like th- this was some bad team. The offense, for sure, is especially with when Matt Canada was there. It was a bad offense, and it wasn't didn't get much better. But the defense is good. You have Tomlin. You aren't that far from really serious seriously contending. I don't know about Super Bowl because I don't know if anyone's going to be the Chiefs. But I would rather have Russ to have that that presence. Uh, that a veteran presence and I think he would play pretty well definitely better than any quarterback that we've had play for a while And that includes some of Ben's last year's so yeah but yeah this is definitely interesting
1: Yeah, it'll be an interesting development for sure
0: for sure uh and whatever happens uh I'm sure you can catch my opinion on either the pylon or green and white so yeah, yeah this will be interesting to see where that leads us I want to end the show on a really fun note. Both Matt and I are very excited about this. NCAA 25. The trailer was just released today, hours ago. There has been more movement about the release of this game and when we're going to get gameplay. It really feels like we're about to get a new NCAA college football game back into the hands of consumers.
1: And me and Matt could not be
0: more excited.
1: I just hope, I am just hoping and hoping, I don't think they will, but I'm just hoping they don't fumble the bag with this game, because I would, I think I would lose all faith in humanity. Humanity at that point. But, but the one thing that has shown promise for me is that they have a different developing developer team on the college game than they do in Madden, because Madden has just not been great these Past, I don't know, maybe um, since like... It's been 10, a while. 20, it's been a while. It hasn't been great. So uh, it's should be interesting. I mean, I can't wait to play it this summer. It's going to sure. be the game of the summer, I feel like, for most people. It's just going to... Yeah. It People still play NCAA 14
0: yeah like, daily. If you, if you want to try to buy that game for a PS3 or an Xbox 360, you're going to have to cough out about more than a hundred dollars to go get one of those copies. That's how much people, that's how well and positively people feel about that game. So I think just the fact that we're getting it back, I think, you know, it's great just to have the game back. We're going to get the game how it is. And it's going to be very hard to satisfy this fan base because we've waited so long for a new game. And, it's it's going to be hard to satisfy us. That's just simply put. But it's going to be so fun to have this game back. Have I hope all of these game modes: Dynasty, Road to Glory, maybe maybe the mascot mode. Like it's th- this is this is probably going to be at least for our type of group. You and I being big sports people, especially big football people, the game of the summer. It's going to be oh, yeah. played a lot. We both have PlayStation, so I'm sure we're going to yep. be playing. Uh, it's gonna be a great time. We're gonna be more excited about it. That news just dropped like this morning, so there was no way that we weren't gonna talk about it today. We had to. yeah. I had mean, to, we saw had that trailer it and
1: it was just so. It was just brought a tear to my eye. Yep, brought a it tear was... to my
0: eye. Well, yeah. So we're really both excited for that. Well, that's gonna do it today for both me and Matt on this episode of Impact Sports Daily. Uh, it was great to talk to you guys. I hope. Everyone listening has a great rest of their day. From me and Matt signing out, we will see you guys next time. Adios.